Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Darling Why. Kate here and this week it's my pick and I've gone for the sophomore effort of Canadian rock band The Dirty Nil, Master Volume. The Dirty Nil have become one of my favourite bands over the last couple of years um, and it was Louis who originally introduced me to them so maybe a bit ironic that I'm turning it back on him and telling him why Master Volume is great but I really do encourage you to give this album a listen and you'll find out all the reasons why I think so now. Anyway, let's begin. Anyway, yeah, now this can be the real beginning um, and I can just cut that, it's great editing. Um, so today is my pick and I'm picking Master Volume by The Dirty Nil. Excellent. So just to give a bit of kind of context about The Dirty Nil and, and we can talk about that if you want. Um, oh yeah. Is The Dirty Nil are from Canadia. Oh Ars- yes, Canadia, that famous, the famous North the Republic American of, country. Yeah, the Republic of Canadia. They're kind of listed as an alt-rock band from Ontario, which I'll come back to in a second. But uh, they've been around a while. The album we're talking about today is from 2018, but it's their second album, kind of their third album, in between their first and second albums, they released uh, a kind of a old tunes like, well, like what, some, yeah. type of thing. Yeah, one of those vibes. Yeah, yeah. it's called um, Minimum R&B. Mm. Uh, I haven't really listened to it all that extensively. So in the context of today's chat, I'm going to kind of ignore it, but I might reference the other ones. And yeah, I... I don't think I came across the Dirty Nil until maybe 2016, 2017. Yeah. Maybe you told me about them. Maybe I, I heard did. about them on a podcast. Maybe both. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying, Oh, I really like this band called the Dirty Nil and they're from Canada and they're very, very nice men. That's exactly how I described them to you, didn't it? Did you describe them as very nice men to me? I mean, I, I'd probably feel like more than that. Um, no. No. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they come across as nice men. Um, I was going to talk about this later, but like we've seen them live mm. and I find them, they're very kind of uh, like charming in a kind of a cheeky, fun, mm. uh, having, having the crack kind of way. Yeah, they're very, I, I want to say they're three, well, based on my experience, uh, I want to say they're three very distinct personalities. Yes. There was a lineup change, I will say. There was a lineup change between the first and second yeah. albums. That this is the first album with the lineup that is the current one. I don't know why I'm saying it so yeah, inquis- like they, that. Well, sorry. <laughs> their, their basis changed. Yes. And to blessed man Ross Fisher. He's so blessed. Um, he's so, he's such a personality on stage in um any music video they're in. He always has some sort of definitely on master volume, just some sort of cash decoration on his person, which is fun and their lead singer like Bentham described them since the lineup change as sort of more of a, a not so much a sprint as a strut and have kind of with with Roth changed into that sort of <laughs> vibe which I do think is quite evident yeah. between Higher Power the first album and Master Volume mm. and again I'm talking about Master Volume today but honestly if uh, you haven't listened to the Dirty Nil I just listen to any of their three records. I mean, I'd probably say start with this one, but the the higher power, master volume, fuck art. They're all good records. They all are filled with tunes. Mm. Just a good time was had by all. Filled to the brim with absolute bangers <laughs> throughout all three. Uh, this just is you know peak banger for me. Peak banger. How do you feel? Do you have a, a, a favourite Nil album? Oh, as as someone who is also a big fan, mine is Master Volume. Yeah, I think it's um 
I think it's fairly... I don't know. In this in this household, we like Master Volume. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I suppose the other thing is... They're an interesting band. I think that, like, for, for context for listeners, we have... a The two of us have different and wide spectrum of musical taste, which you can broadly categorise under, like, the rock and alternative umbrella for for the most part, not exclusively. I would also say the words spectrum. Spectrum. <laughs> the the rock and alternative spectrum. But like we also listen to a lot of like truly like you've described music as like horrible in it and we mean it positively. Oh this is so horrible. Hmm. And I, I I mention that because like I understand why it's not on mainstream radio because it's not for everyone. Hmm. But this, if we were maybe in a different period of time this is so perfect for to me it this is like the radio friendly section of what we listen to yeah every song so much fun every single song on this record has a massive chorus that would have been all over radio in a different time possibly possibly the mid-2000s but it might have been almost (laughs) maybe it might the reason I say in the mid-2000s is, during the mid-2000s, it was sort of the last major gasp of, quote, guitar bands yeah. being on mainstream radio, like, a lot, rather than very, very sparingly. Mm. And where the guitar is not just a little instrument that adds a bit of texture. Because there are plenty of bands who are on the radio now That's that have best. guitarists. Yeah. That might, a lot of, you know, 1975 have a guitarist, but the last thing I'd call them is a guitar band. They lack the crunch I would yeah. want the guitar from the guitar is not, band. It's not distorted. It's not... It, the guitar is not necessarily a, the most prominent instrument in a lot yeah. of their songs. Whereas this is like... And, and they're very hard to define genre-wise because you have like elements of hard rock and punk and all a little bit of grunge. They, I, I don't hear the thrash as much, but they, as a it's band, there. are very... But they are very also no, very there. explicit about we love thrash. Yep. It's great. The last track, the bonus track on Master Volume is a cover of Hit the Lights by Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. They, it, like, their version is a bit more like rock and roll. Mm. But it's, you know, it's not as, fu- it's like a tiny bit slower, but it's got much, it sounds much more like, for example, if it was written by, if say you'd assume it was a Motorhead cover rather than a Metallica cover, if you've never heard the song before, but someone said, this is a cover. And you'd be like, oh, what of Motorhead? Or something like that. Yeah. They're very, even though like, what do we truly mean by the phrase rock and roll? I That is pro- still probably maybe the best descriptor, just a rock and roll band. But they themselves are trying to like essentially be indefinable. Mm. And I think the way, the reason we can do that is because they blend those influences yeah. very well. They take bits from, oh, I don't want to say everyone, but that, you know, the way they look, is they take little hints. For, like I do mean little hints from you more your David Bowie sort of artists mm. where the way they sound comes as much from you know comes from punk artists it comes from I mean still a lot of the choruses are a little bit cheap trick oh yeah I've got to say that yeah, I have yeah, to say definitely. it um, there also is a bit of a the way they look is I I almost want to say the way they look is sort of inspired by cheap trick because cheap trick is like you've got the two good looking ones and then like the two slightly strange looking ones <laughs> You got like handsome be wonderfuls, yeah, and then you've got the not handsome be wonderfuls, but it all sort of blends together. Yeah, like for example, Luke Bentham looks like he's been, you know, he 
he's clearly the handsomely wonderful type, but then Ross Fisher kind of looks a little bit like Jerry Seinfeld. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Kyle on the drums as well. He's a bit, he's sort of in between that. Yeah. The way it's gelled together, like I do hear it in some bands, you can very clearly hear, oh, that line or that chorus is coming kind of essentially from here like you know if I, I find myself doing it like really obvious there's some really obvious ones that are like oh they've been listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails lately and it's very obvious that that's the case whereas it's much harder to for me I you have a more refined ear so maybe you can do it better refined you do you listen wider you listen yeah. a lot wider than me I love oh, how I love how oh, amused oh, you are by that. Oh, yeah, oh yes, oh yes. I've been refining my ear for most of my life. You just listen to I, a lot more music than I. Me, sound, I think. Oh god, you made me sound like a sommelier, but like a really wanky sommelier. Oh, I'm a rock and roll sommelier. <laughs> my name's Louise. <laughs> That's you. Don't know why you put the high pitched voice on there, Louise. It's unnecessary, but okay. You are you are the rock and roll sommelier. Yeah, I'll allow it. But I do think that like it gels so well together that they still sound very wholly like themselves. Yeah. And not like an amalgamation of lots of other bands. Mm. And they're just really good songwriters. Mm. <laughs> just love to sing along, love to dance. Um, I don't always sing along when we go to live shows. Rest in peace, live shows. But it's, it's how can you not? I mean, at these? I'm a million impulse decisions tonight. Oh, you see what I did there? I said a lyric. Uh, uh, uh. We're going to have to edit out that horrible noise you just made. <laughs> it's comedy when I do it. It's just unpleasant on the ear, Louis. But I suppose that's kind of my broad... Uh, I'm, a, I'm just such a big fan of the Dirty Nail, but that is my kind of broad intro into them. Mm. And so to kind of go on to Master Volume, which um, to everyone listening... Uh, stop it and listen listen before you listen to the rest of this um, it's only 33 minutes it packs in so much in if, that 33 minutes if you take away the bonus track I, I mean yeah if you can't hit the lights as bonus track it's like it's pretty much half an hour yeah <laughs> pretty much but it's so what I really like about Master Volume is that it's very tight in the sense of there are no wasted seconds there are no wasted seconds and it very much kind of knows what it wants to be and achieve and it just does that yeah it feels i and i i'm aware that it's maybe less en vogue than it was before but like the the concept of like the album as a format and a piece of art master volume is very much like an album it all fits together like the puzzle pieces of it all fit together so well and I love that. I were, almost like to... I'd like a musical, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the way you said that, it's almost like we tried to describe this intricate prog album. No, no, it's yeah. not. I just think it all goes together. Yeah. I just think it's all packaged. And the reason I think that is I think that there's a very clear thread of images that runs throughout all of it. So you keep coming back to... In the I was going to ask you about the lyrics, actually. Yeah, yeah it keeps coming back to images of... Uh, car crashes comes up a lot yes it throughout and whether in some songs that kind of comes across as literal and some it's very clearly a metaphor for something else and uh drug use is the other one so you kind of and i think i read luke bentham actually said this it's about like it's very like live fast die young kind of album but i like that it's like a consistent set of images but it doesn't always mean the same thing so 
like in the song I don't want that phone call it is it does feel much more literally like hey maybe yeah. don't do all that yeah. drug using because I don't want to be the one who gets the phone call that something horrible has gone wrong but then in other ones um like that's what heaven feels like car crashes used as like a metaphor for like oh, this horrible relationship feels like it means slapped by a car yeah um so <laughs> but you still have that consistency and i really like that i believe i'm a big fan of the lyric where um hosts in faith in life i remember correctly whereas i think i'm pretty certain that's describing like him dying mm. i might be wrong yeah and he's just like there's Hello, Grandma. You're looking good. I knew you would. It's like, ah, oh, what a lovely song about being dead. <laughs> Isn't death fun? But it comes up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it does come up a lot. And I think it's that's what Heaven feels like. The video for it starts off with like a Jesus type character at a pool party drowning them all. <laughs> like they come like, oh, loving Jesus. And then the character just kills them. <laughs> In a very upbeat, fun way. And in another one of the videos, they're Grim Reapers. Yeah. But, like, bad at their job, Grim Reapers. Just, like, hotboxing it in a car when there's easy souls to be collected. Would that... Is that one Pain of, Inf- Pain of, nah, Pain of Infinity? Or um, is that Pain in Life? I forget. No, like, I don't know which one you... It's one of them. I think it's Pain of Infinity. Yeah. I definitely feel like I wrote it down at some point. Oh, I did. It is Pain of Infinity. Yeah. Because uh, that amuses me greatly. <laughs> Um, Let's do whatever they you have, want. They have fun videos. Yeah. They have fun videos um, across albums. But yeah. this one... I imagine there would have been the... You know, there would have been popular hits on music television. Yeah. In a bygone age. Been been, oh, look, Kerrang. the funny video. Oh, look. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think they're funny. I don't think they're quite as like... Um, you know how like there was a period of time where like pop punk videos were very much like look at this comedy oh god <laughs> I don't think it's that no. you know no don't no no please no no along you're not funny sorry I'm so sorry oh god sorry I'm just so distracted by your Tom along act out that no one saw but me because this is an audio medium Coming, coming back to Master Volume. Um, and I also think it's pretty sonically consistent, but it's not samey. So I think it all goes together in that, like, not quite able refer- to pin down what they're doing. Are you referring to the pace? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I think that... Yeah, because this is not, like, a, every song is the same BPM, every song is 90 no. seconds. Type no record this it, isn't that it, it varies but i think that there was more um like on higher power i thought there was more um variety like like lots of bands have on their first albums like there's more kind of variety in terms of pace and maybe style to a certain extent yeah even though it's still very dirty now like it's not um inconsistent but the like i say this one is just so tight in what it wants yes to be kind of like a band like so many it's bands more focused do. It's more focused. It feels like they kind of have come into their own in yeah. terms of what they want to do. And it does have that kind of like rock and roll kind of strut swagger yeah. to it. Yeah, this is more of a butterfly record, whereas the previous one's a bit more caterpillar. I do want to talk about some of like my lyrical highlights. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you like really specifically, like, do you have, say, like a podium's worth of favourite lyrics? Yes. Oh? I have. I have a top three. Um, no fucking way. But I will say... Not even planned. Not even planned. Sensational. 
I, I was I was writing these out earlier on so mm-hmm. I can just like read them aloud mm-hmm. and I noticed that like two of them are just involve the word fuck and maybe I just find that amusing I'm like <laughs> he said fuck like which is look that Canadian man says fuck more at 10 more at 10 it's I don't know maybe I'm just a child and I enjoy <laughs> people swearing in songs I enjoy people swearing in songs when the songs there isn't a huge amount of swearing because I think it kind of pops you in the face a bit more yeah generally speaking mm-hmm. um, I do think so I talked about the, the I mentioned the song um, I don't want that phone call earlier on and it being that like I have a friend and they're like maybe doing too much drugs and yeah. I'm afraid they're going to die and the opening lyric to that very like what is you know a poignant song and appeal to the friend listen up motherfucker <laughs> I'm your friend yeah. and I'm like this is sensational how satisfying a lyric is that <laughs> I just feel like that's how I would, t- you know, that's how that's one how you would, would say it. it. Yeah. Just, I love you deeply, but you're being a dick, you yeah. know, and if you could cop on now, that yeah. would be great. It's it, You wouldn't do it in the Wizzo style. Listen up, motherfucker. I'm your friend. <laughs> I'm, stop it. I'm unsettled now. I don't even want to be in the room with you. It's just... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at you, 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> These impressions. <laughs> oh, listeners. Number two. Um, number number two. two. I suppose I... Yeah, I was kind of uh, dilly-dallying there between one and two. Okay. But I suppose I'll say two is the really soaring moment in the song Auf Wiedersehen, um, which is part of the song that... Like it's almost like a pre-chorus oh, okay. that happens again, but it doesn't happen in the same way. And the first time it happens, it's just, and I mean this in a nice way. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, and that's it's great. so huge. <laughs> yeah. And like when we saw them live, it was just a matter of going into it and everyone in the room just screamed, yeah. fuck <laughs> you. Um, and it's very, very amusing. I saw Luke Bentham doing like a playthrough of guitar riffs of, of, of yeah. the songs from this album and he's doing the the riff and it's a bit of a slower kind of guitar line and he's playing it through and then he just stops and goes fuck you and then goes back <laughs> into playing the line that's like yes thank you thank you for acknowledging this was he chewing the gum he wasn't in those no oh, okay <laughs> there were just little youtube videos showing you how to play the songs damn <laughs> Uh, which I enjoy that bands do. I'm not learning the songs from them because I'm bad at the guitar, but um, but I do like seeing the breakdown of songs. Yeah, you, you watch drum playthroughs. We we're all we're all into mm. playthroughs here. Yeah. My favorite lyric I think is in Pain of Infinity, and it's it's kind of the whole, the whole kind of uh, a middle ace kind of bridge bit, and kind of Pain of Infinity throughout lyrically is kind of like a one of those relationships where you kind of it's like a love hate type thing yeah um which i you know don't understand because it's like if you hate someone you could just break up with them but, um, <laughs> which has been my policy throughout <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is there is that kind of back and forth in a bit um in the in the lead up and the middle eight bit is just um 
Oh, and another thing, baby. I never loved you and I hate your friends. <laughs> Loving you, honey, is the pain of infinity. And it kind of sounds shitty when I say it like that. And I've not yeah. seen it. And it's not in the context of the song. But I do, as we discussed in the Christmas episode, I do have a soft spot for kind of like angry breakup, kind of uh, slightly bitter <laughs> lyrics. Yeah. For, some, for, for what it is, I don't think it has the same kind of... Um, tone or the same feel as like a, a fallout boy lyric necessarily going in the same way if you know it or maybe you disagree i don't know i i have to i'm not i'm not familiar enough with them to be able to make that Do you know what to it be is able to, um, to be able to say yes or no i think i think there's just a style in their lyrics so i like fallout boy lyrics but they make me feel very young okay in how i felt about like things as a teenager all right you know in so a everything's sort of heightened the lyrics are very like clever, you know, very like I'm uh, look at this wordplay. I'm very clever. And that's the style. Right. And I like it. <laughs> I said it really shitty there, but I like I'm obviously a mark for it. But that it's very it makes me feel okay. very much that age. Right. Whereas this feels like the kind of shadiness I'd say to an ex in my 20s. Yeah. You know, it feels a bit more straightforward, a yeah. little less trying to be clever and a, a little, little like something you'd actually say to someone you were pissed off with. That sounds like a Fallout Boy song title. That whole sentence. That whole sentence. Yeah. Can you recall any of it? No. That's perfect Fallout Boy <laughs> song title. None of us know the titles of the songs, and that's fine. I don't think Fallout Boy fans are shading other fans for being like, "You don't know the title of this song." None of us know the titles of the songs. Name your three favorite Fallout Boy albums if you were in that T-shirt. I could do that. I don't have a <laughs> An honourable mention in the same song. Um, I and again, this is just more swearing. I just love it when they're swearing. Um, it's very much like Darling lose the fucking attitude, and I can <laughs> resume loving you. And I love how shady and, and terrible that is. And it's like you just need to break up. Yeah. Just break up. Maybe I'm black and white. I know people like want us to. I'm just like no. <laughs> Let's do whatever you want, whatever you, you want, whatever you if want. If you're just kind of like ah, yeah. I. I just whatever I don't care yeah. <laughs> if that's the way you're going about your relationship just leave just go walk away it's fine just, you can just not talk to them again yeah bail this is our hashtag dump him <laughs> <laughs> we're now a relationship advice podcast yeah we're experts we've successfully lived together for this long mm. but they're kind of my highlights and I do I don't know I tend to associate kind of bands like I say, this feels like a band of my 20s and how I feel about things in my 20s, even okay. when I'm ha- ha- having those heightened emotions yeah. that could maybe come across as like, not the most mature in the world, <laughs> which is the kind of music I love. Yeah. Heightened emotion music. True. Same. I do. I do. I feel, I sort of feel that as well. I, I, even stuff that people would assume is, quote, joyless part of the reason I enjoy some of the things I enjoy is because it's remorselessly joyless yeah where instead of just being a, it's not dour it's it's not just oh I feel a bit sad oh, I feel a little bit sad I do oh it's uh, you know sorry that noise hurt me in the way that like that noise hurt me in a deeply in my soul 
I'm not going to cut it. <laughs> you keep you keep signaling at me to cut it. Maybe I'll just leave it in uh, to spite you. No, I'll I'll do what you want. I'll do whatever you want. Whatever, whatever you, you want. want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Let's do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I think the bit's getting old now. <laughs> I was going to ask you what is... Did I ask you what your favourite chorus was or... Did I completely blank? That? You didn't ask me what my favorite chorus was. Well, I'm asking kind of, you now. Okay. Um, <laughs> you will tell me. The one that I tend that kind of pops into my head the most is the one for Alfredo's in. Okay. I I'm not necessarily Sorry, saying that's my that. favorite. Um, I, this is not a thing I necessarily thought about deeply, but that's the one that kind of just pops into my head, which I think says something. And it's a slower, one of the slower pace. That's not a slow song, but it's kind of a bit more yeah. of a walking pace. Yeah. But yeah, it does just kind of pop in there every now and then. So I suppose that would be my answer. But I think that, like, they're all solid choruses. Um, it's hard for me to not sing along when I have it on. Like, I put it on sometimes when, um, like, during the work day. To, yeah like music to get me pumped up to to continue working from home and uh and and i do find myself just like singing along all the way through which makes it not very conducive uh <laughs> a soundtrack to the working day i found so i'd switch over to something that's less um uh less invoking lo-fi beats to work to etc what's your favorite song what's my favorite song hmm uh probably Oh, maybe it's I don't want the, that phone call. There's no, do, you have... I do back and forth about it. There are only lot. 10 right answers. Well, obviously there are only... Yeah, no, there are only 10 right answers. Um, hmm. Just pick whatever you want, whatever you want, whatever you want. It's hard. I mean, Babe Tonight uh, is, a, is, a, is a really good choice as well. I think that was like, what, the first single off it? Or definitely one of the singles. But yeah, I it's it's hard to pick. Would you make me pick of my favorite children, Louis? Um, well, would I make you pick of your favorite children? I feel like that's a different podcast, <laughs> and that's also the title. Yeah, would I make you pick of your favorite children? Um, no, I think I just I I and I do this with a lot of albums, but you know, like it's from day to day, it kind of shifts. So yeah, oh, you're one of those. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah, but I, I, it's because I, these days I do just tend to listen to albums all the way through. I don't really pull out, if they're good albums, I don't really pull out songs. I just listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So I kind of just think of it as a whole rather than the individual songs. But uh, even then, I, I do tend like almost, it's not that I'm overplaying it because I'm playing the whole album, but it gets overplayed in my head almost. Yeah. So I get this sick of it. And I'm like, oh, this bit I never really noticed about this other song. Now I'm really into that. Like, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't that into Pain of Infinity when um, I first heard the album. Uh, but that that bridge just, ooh, lured me in. <laughs> um, so it does, it does, it does change. I do think Outfeedersen maybe, like, like with the chorus, tends to be a consistent okay. um, top rank choice. Even if I don't know if it's my favourite today necessarily it sounds like there's only four songs on this album because i've only talked about four songs really but they were my highlights if i had to pick a favorite oh yeah no i'd love to know what favorite i'm going yeah go for it i will pick a favorite and i will tell you what that is now it's a super eight oh okay i fucking love that chorus so much that's a good chorus yeah yeah i'm 
I'm a big fan of any sort of harmony. I'm regardless of genre, regardless of style. I do like a harmony. I, I even if it's just really rough and ready, it's just someone's just going ah, and that person going ah. You know that that's that does it for me. And Super Eight has a wonderful, wonderful harmony. <laughs> it's a wonderful harmony, darling. Yeah, and the Super Eight's a good song. It's it's hard. Yeah, no, it's hard to to because like. On the other albums, I think I can more consistently say, like, this is the one or this is my, like, top three or whatever. But this one is just so consistent. So consistent. It's very hard to say, like, oh, this is a low point for me or this is a high point. It's just good. It's just, look, it's half an hour of your life. Yeah. If I had to pick a second favourite, I would probably pick Evil Side because I also am a sucker for drawn-out sort of epic finale outro type things i am a bit of a mark for that yeah i think you kind of get that on on the newest album as well you kind yeah you do not to the same maybe not to the same extent no evil side is just like let's just like when evil side gets to like the last like minute half two minutes it's just yeah that's just my sort of that's just my that's just my little jam just my little jam it is I do tend to just let it play so it ends up being um, Hit the Lights that I, is the last track even though it's a bonus track yeah but, um, I, but I, is, I feel it's, it's a bit cheeky to to bang that in at the end no it's not cheeky what I mean is it's like to say that's the ending of the album it's not it's not no I'm not because I, Evil but, Side is very clearly the way it, yes like it's, it's clearly a long outro like you can't yeah. then decide oh this is actually part of my album there's nothing like I, I I love the Hit the Lights cover. I didn't like it at first because I was just like, eh, why is it not sounding exactly like the same? Why is it not the same? Because I was I love fucking Metallica, rude. Because my name's But, eh, to you, I say, eh. Um, but no, I agree. It, is, it, is, <laughs> it does end it quite clearly. Yeah. It's just from the, the listening experience because that's the way Spotify plays it. If you're not like, this is the end, yeah. that is how you're actual, like, it's like if you accidentally put on a, a, what are they called? Like a special edition release bonus. You know, yeah. the ones with bonus tracks on them. Yeah. Deluxe editions. Yeah. Um, and then you end up with like three extra songs on the yeah. end and you're like, this isn't how it was conceived. No, the, the most egregious example of that I can think of is the sort of, there's a re-release of White Pony by the Deftones that puts Back to School at the front of the album. Oh, it's not even on the album originally, but they put it at the front. So it just completely, and it doesn't, it, no. No. Unacceptable. When I first listened to White Crosses by Against Me, I only ever heard the one with the bonus tracks at the end. Yeah. Because against Spotify. And so I just assumed that was the album. I think it was you that you're like, no, no, <laughs> these yeah. are bonus tracks, which are very good bonus tracks, but this is the end. So yeah, it, it, it can be. And it's such a usual thing now. Mm. Yep. If there's anything else you want to, that, I, that I've missed. The only thing I, I mean, the only thing I'd want to say is listen to this record immediately if you haven't. Like, if you like choruses, even if you don't necessarily like guitar music i still think you get a lot out of this yeah i I, no, i do if it you know if you're not someone who deliberately seeks out guitar music but is not averse to quote the rock hits as it were yeah i would absolutely seek this out you could play this in a car yeah 
I think, yeah. I'll I think I could play this in the car with my mom. You absolutely could. Who I would not play very heavy music in the car with um, because that would get me in trouble. And uh, But I could play this, I think, and she'd be quite fine with it as long as I didn't blast it through the, blast it through the rooftops, you know? Yeah. And that's really the test, isn't it? <laughs> uh, we're not throwing on, like, I don't know, daughters or something here and just, just blowing someone's head off. Yeah, nothing at all. Excuse me, Mum, can I put on cod flesh, please? You know, that's not really... No. <laughs> yeah, there's there's stuff that I'm like, look, I like it, but I do understand why you don't. Yeah. But this band, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> if they'd have been time travel back to 1979 or something, they would have been fucking enormous. Yeah. This would have been genuinely enormous. But, you know... The world doesn't work like that. No. The world's a brutal place. No. But uh, but they're fun. Um, they have a, a playlist on their Spotify at the moment to go with their new album. Um, oh, I'm going to fucking ruin the name. But it's basically a playlist of like uh, dancing to thrash in my Dodge Caravan, yeah. which is a line from a song on their new album. And it is just thrash songs that you can kind of dance along to a bit. Which I enjoy. Um, it starts at Doom Boy and then it's just thrashed the way through. Uh, which is, look, I listen to it. Am I the biggest thrash fan? No, it's not really my thing. It's much more your thing. Oh, yes. But like, there's thrash songs that are solid. I'll listen to them. And that's all I'll say about that was my hot take on thrash. And now yeah. we're done talking about thrash forever, maybe. Yeah. Maybe? I It'll think come we... up again, I'd say. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end it there? Yeah, I think so. What are you going to talk about next time? On my next pick, we will be talking about the 1994 Jan de Bont directed action. Would I say classic? I don't know. Yeah. But God damn, is it one of the most entertaining films? We'll be talking about speed. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.